Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Now's the time to take them out and open them to 1 Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. We're going to read eight verses there in 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 50 through 58. Now, if you have a Bible app that you're using, uh, I'm going to be reading from the message translation today. I don't normally preach from the message translation because... Eugene Peterson does all the work for me. He does all the translating. He does all the, all the things, all the nuances. He kind of teases out, which is great for devotional reading. Uh, but typically, I, don't, I, I want to do that with you. I enjoy that process. I, I like doing that. And, and so, uh, but today, there is so much here that I feel like it would take three or four sermons. And so I thought, well, let's just let Eugene do the work and we can reap the benefits of his work. It's good, the work that he's done on these passages. And so I want us to look at that here in just a second. We're in this series called Therefore, and we're looking at some passages that really that use this word, therefore. Unfortunately, Eugene did not use that word, so I just threw it in where it should be. Uh, so you'll see that as we're reading. But we're looking to see what the therefore is there for. Usually when someone uses the word therefore, they have built an argument up to a point. They have talked what has happened in the past, what is going on, what are the reasons, what are the rationales. And then they say therefore, and that means therefore there is some action that we can do. There is something that has happened that we now are reaping the benefits for. And so whenever you see that word, therefore, and you're reading the Bible, my professor told me you should look and see what the therefore is there for. And that will give you a good clue of where this passage is going. So we're going to do that today. But I want to encourage us to read along. So if you have something other than the message, you should be able to keep up with us. But this is a great, great passage of Scripture this morning. Hear the word of the Lord from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 58. This is Paul speaking to a church in Corinth. I need to emphasize, friends, that our natural earthly lives don't in themselves lead us by their very nature into the kingdom of God. You see, their very nature is to die. So how could they naturally end up in the life kingdom? But let me tell you something wonderful, a mystery I'll probably never fully understand. We're not all going to die, but we are all going to be changed. You hear a blast to end all blasts from a trumpet, 
And in the time that, it, that you look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up out of the graves beyond the reach of death, never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we'll all be changed. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable. This mortal replaced by the immortal. Then the saying will come true. Death swallowed up by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? It was sin that made death so frightening and law code guilt that gave sin its leverage, its destructive power. But now, in a single victorious stroke of life, All three, sin, guilt, death, are gone. The gift of our Master, Jesus Christ. Thank God. With all this going on for us, here's your therefore. Therefore, with all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground. Don't hold back. Throw yourself into the work of the Master, confident that nothing you do for Him is a waste of time or effort. It's the Word of God for the people of God, and our response, as always, is thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we need this good news today. So I pray that Your Spirit would come and move among us. Help us. Shape us and change us, we pray. Give us freedom to receive life from you that we might live in your love and your peace and your hopeful future. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I have a sermon all ready to go. Got my illustrations, pirate's hat, a couple of tickets to a pirate's game from a few years ago. Um, I, I, I'm really was excited to preach this for you. And I, I came in today after studying. I, I've read some really really thick books this week. Um, but I came in, and as I normally do, I sit down at my desk and. I pray and go over my notes again and look at my slides and get ready. And as I sat down and I opened my heart to pray in my mouth, the words that came out of my mouth were, oh God, I'm so tired. Um, and, and it was there in that moment that I, I really just sensed God saying, tell them that. Tell them that. Now, and I I don't say that to to say, oh, poor me. Because I I just feel like for many of us, and some of you even were honest and told me this this week, as today in the lobby, I'm tired. I'm tired. I I don't know what's tiring for you. For me, you know, it's been the, the normal, you know, the normal helping my son through high school and 
being a husband and being a pastor and leading an organization and, and, and all of those things. There have been those extra things. We've had four people pass away in the last three weeks or so and travel to funerals and all of those kinds of things. I, I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's all of those things and, and more. Maybe it's the tiredness of a diagnosis. Maybe it's the tiredness of just every day. Maybe it's the tiredness that work is just demanding and demanding and demanding and demanding and you come home and there's more to do and the house needs to be taken care of and the wonderful weather is creating long lawns and they have to be mowed and they have to be trimmed. And I don't know, are, are you tired? So what do tired people need? I I was going to take you on a tour of 1 Corinthians. We were going to fly at 10,000 feet so we could just hit the highlights and and go along and and just continue to see. And we would see that this church really was stuck. I don't know that they were tired. They they were stuck and they were just kind of getting bogged down in a few things. And, And I had, they all started with the letter A and we were ready to go. When I felt checked by God to just share, I'm tired. And I have a feeling you are too. What do tired people need to hear? I think tired people need to hear good news. I think tired people need to hear about life. And that life isn't all wrapped up in all the things that we do. In fact, Paul starts off this little passage, and I'm not sure this is exactly what he meant by this, but I received from him that he needs to emphasize friends that our natural earthly lives don't themselves lead us by their very nature into the kingdom of God. That our busyness, we we sometimes get so consumed with busyness because I think we think that if I just do enough, I'll have enough life. And I think Paul wants to say to me and wants to say to us today, our busy lives, just because they're busy, they don't lead us into the kingdom of life. In fact, sometimes we can so focus on that, even the good things, to the point that we miss the kingdom of life in our pursuit of trying to do it in our own strength. And so he goes on and he reminds us that it's the nature of things in this world to die. So how could they naturally end up in the life kingdom? But then he goes on to say, but I want to tell you something wonderful. We won't all die. There is resurrection life. Did you know today is the very last day of the Easter season? Today is the last day of Easter season. I know we think Easter, well, that happened a while back. But but no, it's a season. It can't all be contained in one day. It's a season. And so we're called to live, and, and we've been talking about resurrection, whether we've used the word or not, day in and day out, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And next week we talk about Pentecost, about the blessing of the Spirit empowering our lives. Bringing resurrection life into your here and now 
present tense day, in the busyness, in the school, in the work, in the challenges, in the serving. We're called to allow His Spirit to lead us and guide us. And part of that does some changing. And Paul wants to, to talk about when we get there. He's wrestled with this, with this church all the way through, this little church in Corinth. He wants to tell them, the future is here. It's not all the way here, but it is here. And you have access to the strength and power you need that will take you all the way. And someday, I want you to hear this, in your toils, in your life, in your struggles, in your tiredness, I want you to know that there's just the possibility you might live long enough to see the day where we don't die, but we are changed. And what a joy that will be, that all of that life will happen here. Oh, I had such a great illustration for this. But I just think today, my friends, we need to hear again about the hope. The hope that there is one who began it all. Paul will say in another, another place, it was the first fruit of resurrection. And because He was resurrected, our lives can experience that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We can move into resurrection life. And someday, if we're alive to see it, there will be a signal from a trumpet. And everything will change all the way complete. And that's the journey we're on. That's where our focus should be on the one who brings the change. This, this passage wasn't meant to kind of give us some kind of end times theology so that we could sit around and, and maybe even scare a few folks into making sure they don't miss it. This was an invitation that this power is available here, now, today. It will sustain you from this moment in your tiredness all the way to that day. And if you see that day, if you are blessed to live that long, you will experience in that moment the transformation in an instant. And we will see Him. And we will see those who have gone before. If you don't live that long, good news is, when that trumpet sounds, up you go. Life, death is let go of. Sin is let go of. Tiredness is let go of. Guilt is let go of. It is only life upon life. And I don't know about you, but in a moment when I feel tired and exhausted, I think it's good to just hear that there is available life upon life upon life. And that there is one who has triumphed over sin, over death, over guilt. And He is here for you and for me. So Paul says, therefore, because all of that is true, with all of this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground. It's interesting, isn't it? It's not pick up your picket signs and go. It's just stand your ground. On what ground are we standing? We're standing on 
the love that is expressed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He goes on and says, don't hold back. Don't hold back what? The life that is flowing through you, the agape love that Jesus has shown, which is that sacrificial love. Let it flow through you. Throw yourself into the work of the Master, confident that nothing you do for Him is a waste of time or effort. Have you been there in the last week or so, wondering if what you have been doing and giving your life to is worth anything, or if is it just a waste of time? Does it matter? Is the effort that I'm throwing into it for any purpose? Paul says to you today, there is resurrection life, and resurrection life means that what you do for Him, no matter how great or how small, it matters. It matters in the effort. It matters, my friends. Well, I know this is a short time. But I think we're tired. And today, I, I don't know that I've ever done this in the 14 and a half years that I've been a pastor. Had something ready to go and just, boop, changed. But I want us to hear, and I think we just need to spend a little bit of time And instead of listening to me talk, to just receive. So I'm going to ask Deb to come and play something. My Jesus, I love thee just kind of came to my mind. I don't know if you know that one. And I'm just going to invite us for just a little bit, just a little bit, to bow our heads, close our eyes. There may be some of you that are so tired and exhausted, you just feel like you want to come and just kneel in the presence of Jesus. Because I want you to know that the resurrected Jesus is here today. And he has good news for you. He has life for you. He has strength for your tiredness. He has energy for you. And if you just need to stand firm, you can come and we're just going to spend just about five minutes and we're going to get out early you can go buy books from my mom you can get your kids and come back make sure you vote you're going to do that we're going to get back into the busyness of things but we used to call a place like this a sanctuary I just think we need some time to let it be that to maybe just sit and hear some soft music played and to pray and maybe your prayer is simply like mine oh God I'm so tired can we just do that today if you're watching online maybe this will look strange I don't know but I want to invite you if you want to come you can come and kneel you can come pray at an altar You can pray right where you are. But let's go to Him. Let's just spend some time confessing our tiredness. Confessing that we need His help and strength, His energy. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, some folks have come. I know. 
Not everybody wants to say that we're so tired, but it's true. You know this, and I'm grateful that we can turn to you. The one who knows what it's like. has experienced exhaustion and tiredness needed sleep and rest so Jesus we turn to you and we say in our tiredness give us hope help us to see you in the midst of the anxiety the worries the stress the travel the challenges, the, the hard work at job and at home. Jesus, may we not miss the life that you offer us. So I pray for my brothers and sisters and, and for myself. Come and give us your strength. Come, renew our hope. we might realize that life comes from you and one day that life will redeem and restore all things and we will see it and we will see you and we will see those that have gone before us. Oh God, come and restore us today. Heal our tired souls and renew our strength with your hope. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory you give, the power you supply, and the hope you call us to. We offer ourselves to you in your name. I'm just going to invite you to just keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. I do want to ask. I am a pastor and I care for you. I pray for you. If this message, you just kind of want to say, yeah, pastor, me too. Would you just raise your hands? I want to be able to pray for you this week. Yeah, I'm I'm tired. I need strength. I need hope. Yeah. Yeah. So many. Oh, that feels so good to not be alone. (laughs) You can put your hands down. Thanks for being honest. I want you to know I'll be remembering you this week. That this great hope that Paul wrote to a church long ago might become empowering hope for you you might realize you have strength and power that only He can give. God, thank You for people's honesty. May they sense right now Your strength flowing through them. That they might stand. That they might announce Your love. That they might realize whatever it is they have been throwing themselves into for You that it is not insignificant. It matters. 
restore that, help them. And move us out into our world and teach us to announce good news. For we pray and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for letting me be honest today. I appreciate that. Uh, the, the illustration will be fun, and I'm sure it will work its way into another sermon at some point. But maybe we'll go and do a whole series on, uh, on Corinthians coming up. But uh, thanks for letting me do that. Would you stand and receive this final blessing? And don't forget, if you're a member of Cross Community Church, we really need you to stay. And we need you to vote. It shouldn't take too long. Um, If you're not a member, we would just want to let you know that mom's out there. She's got her books ready to go. It's a really good book. And I know I'm slightly biased because she's my mom. But it is good. And so many people are finding it so helpful. So maybe it's not for you. Maybe you haven't lost someone. But maybe you know someone who has. You can get one for them too. So stay around and vote should be a good, good afternoon. Receive this blessing. And now, my tired and exhausted brothers and sisters, may you recognize the hope that Jesus began thousands of years ago. May you receive the power that comes from His resurrection. May you rest when He commands you to rest. May you use His strength when He calls you to endure. May you receive hope that no matter what happens, life is coming. Life to the full. And nothing will stop it. We have great hope. And I pray this upon you in the name of the Father who is for us. In the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Go in His hope. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us online. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to stick around. We need your help in our voting. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.